Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guest and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of expectations and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I'm your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity and a licensed professional counsellor in Georgia. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Thank you so much as always for joining me here. Thank you so much for your comments and your feedback. I always appreciate it. Please, please, please keep them coming. My guest with me today is Jasmine Forts. She is a corporate leader, a lively enthusiast, and a certified career coach. Her life mantra, I can only do what I can do. Her favorite quote is, rest is my birthright. Her passion is art, culture, and wellness. Fun fact, she loves running 5Ks. We have a great conversation for you guys today. And so we're going to go ahead and get into the conversation. All right. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm super duper excited to have you on the show. I just want to tell everyone that I met her through sliding in her DM. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and we've been sister friends ever since. (laughs) Yes, two or three years ago, but I slid in them DMs. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. We've been doing tea dates and all types of things, so it's been all good. Yeah, I was actually talking on a previous show that sometimes, you know, you meet people on online, not always necessarily dating, but for business and it really yeah. works out and you can meet some cool people. Yep. So Agreed. tell us a bit about authenticity. What does that mean for you? Authenticity means just showing up in every space that I work in, operate in, any space that Jasmine is, she is congruent congruent in any space, any other spaces that she shows up in. So if you meet someone at church, if you meet someone at work, or if you meet someone at Kroger and they know me, my hope is that because I'm my authentic self, that they have the same story about my personality and their interactions with me. <laughs> now, I, you notice I didn't say home, though, because at home, it's a whole different story. <laughs> really? <laughs> In what yes, way? Yes. I am so, I'm so soft and I'm so emotional and I'm so loving because it's my safe space. So ah. that's why it's different. And so I'm not that way outside of the home, you know? So it's totally different. <laughs> so, oh, well, let me ask you this question. Are you more yeah. soft and more loving? Because I experience you with loving and soft. Mm-hmm. So would you say my, it's just a different way at home? Is it, it like is. more, more? It's like, more. Okay. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's another degree of it for sure. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, I don't want anyone thinking yeah. I'm not loving and soft. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you looking out for me. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So at home, yeah. the safe place is where you can be even more authentic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. And I, I would just say it's uh, because there's a level of safety, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to interpret, you know, or translate what I'm saying. I mean, my kids understand and my husband understands. So, you know, I don't have to like go through that extra layer of explaining what I meant or, you know, because they, they know me. So 
it's just another, I just think it's like, it's another degree of soft and soft and, and love that, that they get. Mm-hmm. So have you always yeah. been able to be authentic or has this been a bit of a journey for you? I would say it has been a challenge for me because um, there's, well, there's a lot of reasons because I grew up in the church. And so there was a certain, and my parents were active members, like on the leaders in the church and all of that. And so there was a certain level of like faith you had to put on as a minister's kid or, you know, whatever. And so, no, growing up, I knew, you know, you had to be prim and proper and put on that whole show. So I wasn't my authentic self, you know. Um, I loved listening to secular music. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, and secular at the time was like Brandy and Monica and stuff like that. Like, that, that is uh, child play nowadays compared to what my kids are subject to on the radio. But, you know, it was just a certain level of things that I liked that I couldn't do. And then as a teenager, it was the same thing. And as a young woman, you know, there was a lot of embarrassment for me having Jada out of wedlock and having to drop out of college. And, you know, I I just couldn't be my authentic self and telling my story on how it happened, you know, Mm -hmm. not being ashamed and just moving through that. So I honestly think, you know, my authentic self, Jasmine Monet Fort has really just been birthed in the last five years. Wow. Do you mind sharing mm-hmm. how old you are? Yeah, I'm 37. Okay. So in the last five years. So yep. in your 30s. I think that's so cool yep. because, um, yep. you know, I'm 40 and I feel like my life is beginning now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing how many other more people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really getting this thing at 30 and I'm like, yeah, wait till you, mm-hmm. hit, wait till you hit 40 girl. It will be a, like a I love whole it. nother level. <laughs> yes. yes. And I keep hearing yes. that, you know, yes. and I just think that's so encouraging for the young women, you know, coming up after us, like sis, you don't have to worry about figuring out now. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? so, exactly. Yeah. That's why I wanted, you know, people to hear that. It's not like you're 22 yeah. and you got it all together. Exactly. Right? Oh, nah. The doll has lived. The doll has lived, okay? (laughs) So how did that impact you not being able to be your authentic self? It stunted my growth emotionally, for sure, because it impacted my marriage. You know, my husband and I are are celebrating our 10th anniversary, but I tell you, I was hell on wheels. I was toxic, you know, the first two years. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was toxic. I was... You know, because the narrative is, is that most of the time we see online or whatever that it's the man that Mm -hmm. is just, you know, just just toxic and unwell and all of that. But no, honestly, it was me. And I do attribute it, attribute that to not being able to be my authentic self and just trying to figure out who I was inside of a marriage. That was tough. So I'm I'm grateful he stuck it out with me and allowed me to do the work in that space. But, you know, if you don't have a loving partner in any relationship you're in, it's going to be tough for you to be authentic. You know, you have to love yourself first and not just in the whole like, you know, cliche way of saying self-love, love yourself. Like, no, truly, it, it's some work behind it and, and being authentic <laughs> really just challenged me for sure. Do you think that you're, so you think that your husband, it sounds like he helped you to get to that place where you could be authentic? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, being, he, he has been himself. Of course we evolve, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. seeing that with even my kids, we evolve, but he is who he is bar none. 
And it did give me permission to to be that way for myself, you know, and it and it prompted me to start the healing. So I do say that he did support that. And he did. He was a catalyst for a lot of it, too. Wow. You know, in so many of my previous interviews, it was just this common theme. And I think this is definitely like one of the reasons why I did this show is the mm-hmm. how important having the right people around you helps you to be authentic. Like authenticity yep. and being authentic is not something you do alone. It is not easy to do alone. And so it's just so interesting that your husband was that for you to do that. I love that. So yeah. um, fast forward to you well, let's say five years ago, when you started to be authentic, was there something major that happened or what what changed that for you? Uh, starting entrepreneurship. <laughs> 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 Woo! That will do it to you, okay? Oh, my God. Um, yes, that was it. <laughs> I'm laughing oh my because God. I heard the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it, it, it was that. It was that, like, previously, right, I've, I've been writing resumes. And it was, like, the whole side hustle thing. Like, people knew I wrote resumes. They knew I was in HR. They knew, you know, I was in recruitment, town acquisition, managed teams and all that. So, you know, people would send their aunts to me and their dad or themselves. And so I was doing that. But then I was like, okay, I'm coaching people now. I'm talking about different things and I'm being pulled on, you know, projects and consulting. I need to really jump out in this and, you know, create a business structure where I can pay myself or whatever the case may be with the business. And so when I started it, like most people, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to start this business. It's going to be cool. I'm going to make some money. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Like (laughs) it really challenged me, really. Mm -hmm. What way did it challenge you? You, It's just the whole journey of, you know, being a, a business owner and entrepreneurship, because I learned, you know, those are two separate things. You know, I know people use it interchangeably, but entrepreneurship is different from being a small business owner. But doing both or just being in that space, if we're going to use those words synonymously, it makes you put up a mirror to yourself. It makes you challenge, you know, what you can do for other people. It makes you, you know, answer the question on what's priority to you. It makes you, it questions so many things for you. And then you have to be Like you have to be honest with yourself, which prompts you to be authentic. And then once you start answering those questions for yourself, you're like, oh, this is who I am. Okay. This is what I love. This is what I hate. You know, the whole, just understanding where you solve problems for other people, you have to really stand firm in who you are, period. And it forced me to say yes to some things and no to other things. And that, to me, is authentic. And so it, it, <laughs> it, it then forced who I was servicing, right? It forces, yeah. you know, how I'm servicing them. Because now you know who you're talking to. And then when you use your authentic voice, your tribe, your audience hears that. It's not foreign to them. They relate to it. And then you're like, okay, this is my group. Okay, gotcha. Now we're locked in, you know, and that's what it was for me. So, yeah. That's interesting how experiences change you. 
Oh my gosh, right? Yes. Yeah. I saw your post yesterday. <laughs> I saw your post yesterday. Um, <laughs> the one where it said the difference between oh, you, music. No, you running your business oh. and the business being run by. Oh, yes. Um, you running your business and your business running you. Yes. 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 And I was like, oh, and you know, yes. it's funny because. I know because the thing is, is like now the people that were so used to you being run by your business have to make the adjustment to now your, or I'm sorry, yeah, have to make the adjustment to you running the business, not your business running you. And so that's uncomfortable for them because they want to go back and forth on email. They want to call you at nine. They just want to like, no girl, <laughs> no, you know, that's not, we have automation over here now. We have calendars over here now. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, and so it just, it challenges other people too, as you learn who you are authentically and they either stay or they drop off, but that's, that's okay. So true. That's true. Do you mm-hmm. find that, e- was it, do you find that easier now or was it always easier to set those boundaries? Cause I know boundaries are hard. Yeah. You know, I, I believe it's easier for me just because of my personality and then okay. because my priorities, like literally my mom and my mom and dad will tell, will say even to this day that I, I am just a selfish person, mm. but my, yeah, but my therapist has been working on me or working with me to tell me that selfish is not a bad word, Jasmine. That's okay. You know? So it's always been in me, but it was weaponized. I think growing up, like, you know, putting yourself first, you know, everybody's talking about that now I've been doing it, <laughs> but my parents are trying to tell me to be more of, you know, more about the, collective and almost like sacrificing because they sacrifice which I think there's a healthy balance to it but I've always been that innately and then you throw two kids and a husband in the mix listen if there's ever a competition with those three y'all are losing every time because they're winning (laughs) so yes it is so it's not hard for me I will say that okay that's so good I like that your um therapist said that yeah that you know, selfish is not a bad word because I'm definitely yeah. like I love and I help, but my boundaries are firm. And like my friends made fun of me because <laughs> they were talking yeah. about me, and they was like, "Well, she said no," and they're like, "Oh, Bianca said no," and they was like, "Yeah," and they all started laughing because they know when I say no, it's a wrap. Right? Like, it's not happening. Yes. It's no changing. <laughs> Don't ask me again. Right. It's just not going to happen. And That's I definitely, right. I kind of like that selfish because I, I, you know, I was the only child, just me and my mom for 10 years, should I say, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. me and her. And I learned to be that. And like, I noticed, I see how I can do it now, but I never saw how it was beneficial. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Another, <laughs> I know another thing that you've been sharing is that your therapist has been encouraging you to take care of Jasmine and mm-hmm. go on solo dates. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Like I've I've been doing a lot of solo dates, really just starting this year because I, I mean I'm I'm always or it felt like I was always with my kids or my husband or I was doing a workshop somewhere or I was with my girlfriends and I wasn't I wasn't dating myself. Like I wasn't giving myself an opportunity to love myself and like you know, enjoy the fullness of my own laugh and, you know, just talk to myself, enjoy. So that was part of the whole complimenting the self-love. You know, when you love something, you spend time with it. And so I needed to do that for myself, you know, and that was my homework. And at first it was a little 
uncomfortable because I didn't know how to relax and I didn't know that about myself. And so it has been a great practice for me to learn how to relax. And also, I just feel like I know me better and I enjoy my own company a lot better, too. A lot better. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you? Are you going <laughs> to... Did you travel alone? You did, or you didn't? You did. I did. I went to go see a girlfriend, and that was so tough for me because my anxiety, I could never really travel without my family or just, you know, anywhere, really, <laughs> without some some part of me that was from my home, you know, my family, my immediate family. So it was a challenge that way, but once I got over it, and it didn't take much to get over because I have been doing the work up until this was this was like the big I knew this was the big assignment. So I had been doing smaller dates and smaller things. And so I was like, OK, I've graduated to this. I can book the plane ticket by myself. I can you know, go on this weekend. And it was love. It was everything that I needed. So I'm glad I did it. I'm glad you did it too. Did anyone look at you <laughs> sideways or comment, like, especially as a married woman with kids, did yeah. anyone yeah. Um, have any ne- negative comments about that? You doing this solo? Mm-mm-mm. No, you know, if they did, they didn't say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might have, but I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. My immediate family was very supportive. That's so good. That's so good. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. So we met. So I met Jasmine. Like I said, I slid into her DMs because I was just trying to meet and connect with people. Just as a therapist, I always want to have great referrals. And she's amazing referral for those um, (laughs) resume and stuff like that. Yeah. And you had this idea, assistant Mm -hmm. siesta. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us about the heart behind sister siesta? So... It really, it started out at like when we first met, uh, it was prompted by just a lot of the unwellness that I was experiencing, you know, in my office by myself and talking with other black women in my office at that mm-hmm. time or during that season, it was just so many, so many optics of black bodies being murdered and on social media, you could not open up your Instagram without seeing just death and destruction on the community or people that look like you. And just the news is just so negative. And we're expected to bring our whole self to work, but it's hard as a person of color because you're expected not to speak about these things or like these things don't impact you. But no, I I mean, before I walk in this place, are you kidding me? The news is just, it's all over the place. You're worried about your son, your daughter. I mean, it was just a mess. So noticing that I wasn't the only one experiencing this, I didn't want to suffer in silence. And I also wanted to create a space of wellness and rest for Black women in, in particular, women of color. And I wanted to be specific to that because there aren't spaces where we can freely talk about microaggressions, um, freely talk about workplace violence, freely talk about just the mental anguish and rest that we desperately need, whether we're working working a job, wearing all these different hats, and dealing with the anxiety of it all. So I did want a space where there was practical advice and then also um, professionals like yourself that could 
you know, help these ladies, even outside of Sister Siesta, so they knew, you know, even if it wasn't mm-hmm. here, Bianca is here to either help you or get you the help you need. Again, this is not therapy. This is, like you say, it's not a substitute for therapy or anything like that. It is a support group and for us to discuss these different things. And so that was really the brainchild or the thought for Sister Siesta, but it has since taken off and it's developing so many things in ways that I am just so happy about. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy. And honestly, I'm just happy to see us having a conversation, not just as like mothers or wives, but women who work, women, like whether it's a nine to five or a business or whatever, rest is our birthright, but we don't take a hold of that, you know? And since the beginning of history, everybody else's self-care and wellness was wrapped up in the black woman taking care of their home. You know, we went into other people's homes to take care of their kitchens and their kids, but who has done that for us, you know? And so I wanted siesta to be just that. It needs to be a siesta for sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And it is exactly that. Oh my God. I just, you know, if you're a black I'm, woman and you're in Atlanta, you can come and experience it. But yes. just the, the power, the love, the connection. Um, mm. I'm a lover of groups, you know. Yes. Therapy is actually like my favorite thing. So um, <laughs> it is because um, I always like the universality that we're not alone. Mm. And to, when yes. you start, one person starts and then the other person starts you're like oh I'm not crazy oh I'm not the only one who experiences this oh we can talk about this and we just talk about everything of course my favorite topic is when we talk about moms and daughters yeah (laughs) oh my my god that's a lot it's loaded yeah yeah but like I need to do a whole podcast on that one um (laughs) (laughs) so it really is a great space. So I always, you know, I always say thank you. Thank you for including me and being brave brave to step out and do that because it has evolved and it's what it is. What is it evolving to now? Do you want to share that? Yeah, I can definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's basically evolving into a community. The community is, is called real professionals rest and the programming under that umbrella is sister siesta uh, we'll be moving into a nonprofit space down the road, but really it's partnering with um, therapists, wellness groups. Um, there's there's another aspect of, um, I guess you can call it like employee, employee wellness too, and different groups that are wanting the message of really taking care of the whole person, not just, you know, going to thinking that your body is literally a machine and that you need to be working and hustling 24 hours a day. That's not even possible, like, at all. So it's it's developing, I would say, into a community where there's going to be other chapters elsewhere and there's going to be, you know, partners and sponsors that will be, you know, being will have the resources to support different things for wellness, whether it's behavioral health, whether it's uh, meditation pillows for your office, whether it's diffusers for your office, um, different books, practical advice from an HR perspective for my working women, and just encompassing the whole woman, 360, not just from um, one aspect, but mentally, spiritually, physically, so you can be well when you're at work. Mm. Yeah, I love that. 
I love Thank that. you. I'm excited about I mean, it. Definitely a passion of mine. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. You are like yes. amazing. Oh, thank you. And the way you connect. Yes, you are too, too. They love you. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. That's why I'm so happy every time you come. Like, yes. (laughs) So, um, you, but you got a book. This book. I do. I do. I do. A Sister Siesta. Um, it is coming out. You know, I'm, I've been sitting on it. It's one of those things because I, I don't want to consider, like, I'm not considering myself like an author, like, you know, and all of that, but I guess I am, right? Since I wrote this book. Yes. So I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just want to make sure, and it's not like, um, like a perfection thing. It's really just how will this service the women the way that can really help. And so I want to make sure like the HR practice that I have in the book makes sense, that it, it ties into the vignettes that are in there. Um, and then there's a few more interviews that um, that I think I want to include right now. The book is finished. Like all I, I need to do is just have it produced and everything. But there's two other women in the workplace corporate space that I would like to include like maybe a foreword from um, that I really admire. So I am trying to get that done, but then because I am rooted in rest and wellness, I'm not rushing it. I'm not pushing it. You know, I'm just letting it flow or flow organically. Of course I have an ETA when I want this to come out, but (laughs) you know, like everything else, it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. So I'm excited for it. And it's (laughs) right. Okay. You know, so I'm excited for it to come, but it's coming soon. I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not even asking you to pressure because I totally feel you. Like I, you know, I know, you know, yeah. Like when this podcast was originally meant to come out based on yeah. my date and I was like, well, I guess it's not happening. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, it's coming out. And like, when? Right. I don't know, but it's coming right. out. <laughs> when it's coming. Yeah, it's coming though. Yeah. I'm having the labor pains. I know that, but yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I think when you experience, you know, I love what you said, like rest is our mm-hmm. birthright. Like that mm-hmm. is so, so powerful. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that once you grasp a hold for those who are having a hard time refreshing, because I still Mm -hmm. have struggled to rest, but once you grab a hold of that and once you practice it, like you're not, you're not trying to share it with anyone. You're not giving it up. Um, And I feel like that's what's happened a lot, you know, with you, even with Mm -hmm. me doing this sister siesta, it's like, you know, and for the women, they're like, oh, I can rest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can. I can do that. I can can put myself. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like, I feel like once you're on that, oh, this is what rest really looks like and, you know, experience it. You're not trading it in for a book or, you know, know, amen. Yeah. We're not trying to kill ourselves doing it. We've done that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We've done that for way too long. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. just thank you so much for being on this show and just yes. sharing your wonderful story. I can talk yeah. to Jasmine. I can talk to you forever, but uh, I know, <laughs> I know. We're not at the coffee shop at Chattahoochee, so uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're not. By if the we river. were there, right, right. We're not by the river. Otherwise, we'd still be talking, right? <laughs> we'd still be talking. Carry on. But we yes. have to wrap up. But yes. um, I do want people to know. Where can they find you? How can they mm-hmm. shower you with love and mm-hmm. appreciation? Where, yeah. Where's the best way to get hold of you? 
the best way to get a hold of me on all platforms is at Jobbing with Jazz, and that's J O B B I N G with W I T H Jazz J A S. Um, and then, of course, if you want to follow a sister siesta, the link is in the bio of Jobbing with Jazz. Because if I spell that, it will get all the S's and all that <laughs> confuses people. So. Well, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Okay, I'll put the the link. For Perfect. It. Perfect. Yeah. yeah Perfect. Yeah. So them. that's, yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty simple. That's how you can reach me. And cool. I'm, I'm always open to love, always open to Aww. it. So yeah. <laughs> one thing you didn't mention, because maybe because you're not there as much is you yeah. do have the co-work, you still have the co-working space? I do. Space? I do. But actually we are subleasing to a chiropractor and um. we are moving into a house. It's going to be the siesta house. Um, so the more on that soon, uh, but we're excited about it. It's going to be, exciting. yeah, it's pretty dope. It's, it's akin to the wellness house in mm-hmm. um, New York, if you're familiar with. So it's space for like yoga, teaching, sisterhood, there's a garden, all of that. So we're, we're really excited about it. So yeah, oh that's God, what we'll that be doing. Yep. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. That sounds yeah. wonderful. And do you have any books or resources um, that you want to share that's helped you in this journey to authenticity and just kind of finding you if it, you know, if it's books or podcasts mm-hmm. or um, Yeah. Like yeah. The, the most recent book would be More Than Enough by Elaine Welteroff. Oh. That has been amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I'm trying to think. There's The Year of Yes, of course, and mm-hmm. um, by Shonda Rhimes. There was, there's another book. But it's more of a devotional. I, I, yeah, it's more of a devotional. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's on my nightstand. I can't believe I can't remember it. But yeah, those three things for sure. And my one of my favorite podcasts, um, I'm, I'm sure yours will be one of my favorites, right? But <laughs> the one that I always listen to is... Uh, of course, I can't remember now. Oh my god! <laughs> of course, when you because I listen to the. Of course, right? Oh my gosh, it's the one with um. What's it? Oh about? my! Basically, they always their tagline is because who in the hell wants a musty brain? So it's mental okay. wellness. <laughs> um, and I cannot. Also, I'll present. find it. I'll find it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that. I was just listening to them and I can't, but yeah, that's like one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to and it comes on every Thursday. So the friend zone, the friend zone, the friend zone. There you go. Yep. 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 Well, thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you um, for coming on to the authentic Wednesday podcast. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following our Instagram, Authentic Wednesday Podcast, and visiting our website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.